Again, thank you for everybody who's here. I ask that you continue to bask in his worship. But we're going to go ahead and move on to our sermon, Mr. Gabriel Garcia. God bless you. Welcome to our Power Nights, Power Youth service on Wednesday nights. Um, Forgive the feedback there, adjusting my mic just a little bit because I'm using a different mic than usual. But so glad that you can join us here today. We hope that you're having a blessed week, that you're having a good week, that you've had a good day today. If not, I hope that you're here today and we can make your day a little bit better with some time in worship and some time in the Word. So uh, I'm Pastor Gabe. I'm pastor here at Emmanuel Church and I've been helping out here with Power Youth for a little while. Um, and um, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I started out as a youth pastor that some of Many of you that are watching probably, you already know that, but if there's anybody that's not watching, I was a youth pastor here for seven years, and uh, youth ministry has always been important to me, no matter what stage of life I've been in, I will always invest in youth ministry. And uh, today, though, uh, we're starting a new series here in Power Youth called Stay. It is a series that is about connectedness and faithfulness to God. It is a series about learning what it means to to stay connected to God. Because there's a lot that we go through in life. There's a lot that we, uh, uh, a lot of relationships we have. And we tend to lose lose a lot of those. I mean, many of you that are in high school and middle school, some of you might think that some of the friends that you have, that you will be friends with for the rest of your life. And for some of them, that may be true. But when I graduated from high school, I think there was like, like I can count them on one hand how many of my friends that I am still friends with in high school, from high school, from school or anything. And so being connected with people, is, it, it tends to be really hard because the, the idea that if someone is out of sight, they're out of mind. That, that just happens, you know. When we're not seeing someone, in fact, I don't know if you can relate, but there are sometimes during summers when I was in school, there were some people that I didn't even think about that I like forgot existed until I showed up back at school. And I'm like, oh, right, they're they're a person. They, they, they exist. They're here. They're a classmate of mine. I know them. You know, they're just people that I didn't talk to. And it's kind of like uh, babies. Uh, if you've ever played or if you've ever babysit a baby and you've ever played peekaboo with the baby or maybe you have younger nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, you ever play peekaboo with the baby, you see the reaction when they like uh, first, like you first cover up their face or first move out of their line of sight. They're like surprised and confused because to them, you have disappeared. And when you come back into their line of sight, it's astounding and amazing to them. They're like, Where did you come from? Uh, To them, you do not exist in the moment that you leave their eyesight. And that is is an idea uh, called object permeance. That's why also babies freak out when their parents leave the room. They have suddenly thought, I am now abandoned and alone. And that's sad, but that's how we see a lot of things in life. As long as they are not existing in our line of sight... As long as they are not something that is part of our daily life, we become disconnected from them or disconnected from it. 
And that is true of God as well. A lot of us, many of us, maybe that if, you, if you're watching or you haven't been watching and you've, it's been the first time in a while, if you are watching this or listening to this later, the, the idea that we have, we have been connected with God a lot of times has to do with the fact that we made a regular appearance at church. Whether it was at youth group or our Sunday service or something, our relationship with God was often based on that. And because we were at church, we were reminded constantly of God being there. And so we were able to remember that, you know, I got to keep praying. I got to keep doing the things that I need to do. But for some of us, some people I know, and, and I've seen studies of online that some people have just stopped watching their church services altogether. They've not gone to church, not, not physically, not digitally, not nothing. They just have become disconnected from church. And, that, and, and as such, they've become disconnected from God. Uh, many of you, and, and it's no judgment, I know how difficult it can be in this season to be able to just sit there and watch a, a service online without being in there. It's just not the same. But that creates distance between us and God. It creates this disconnect from from our relationship with Him. Just like we might have, like I've talked about with school and friends, we might have friends that we haven't seen in a long time, and we haven't talked to in a long time, and we might wonder, are we even still friends? Like, is that still something that we are? Like, I'm sure when I see them at school again, we're going to act like nothing even changed. But something has. You've changed as a person. Things have changed. Your circumstances, your life, a lot of things have changed. And yet, we feel, and yet, the, the reality is that we become disconnected. And so, just like that, we can become spiritually disconnected from God. We can become spiritually disconnected from our church. And so, real quick. So, how do we have a consistent relationship with God? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. How do we connect with God? How do we reconnect with God? That all comes down to prayer. And prayer is one of the ways that we build our faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assure about what we do not see. An assurance about what we do not see. Verse 1, Hebrews 11, verse 1. And then verse 6 says, And without faith is it impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Those two, two verses in the book of Hebrews remind us that, first of all, we can't see God. you know, And so there's already a disconnect. God exists beyond our world and beyond our understanding so we cannot see him we can definitely experience god we can definitely experience his love we can definitely experience his presence his hope his healing his love we can experience all those things but when we cannot see him and we we are not doing our part to be able to connect that way with god we lose that connection God wants, to, uh, wants us to seek Him. God wants us to be able to, 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 to know that He is there for us to go to. But if we are not putting that faith into practice, if we are not seeking out God, if we are not doing our part in praying, if we are not trying to connect, then we will definitely lose it. It's hard to believe in something that we cannot see. You know, it, It's hard to believe... That you, you think about things in history, things that have happened long, long, long time ago. It's like, man, did, 
we feel so detached from that. Did that really even happen? Did that really even affect us? There are things like that that happen. Because it's so hard to see, to not see something and believe it. Yet for some reason, thousands of people, millions of people around the world believe conspiracy theories with no evidence at all. I see this so much of that, especially right now. That's why Facebook bothers me. But what does that mean for us? What do we do then? What do we have to do in order to connect with God? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18 say this. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul, the Apostle Paul here gives us something. He says, we need to rejoice. We need to pray. We need to give thanks. This is God's will. These are things that keep us connected with God. And most importantly in that, what I want to focus on today is prayer. He tells us, pray continually. Other versions say, pray without ceasing. And what does that even mean? Like, what does it mean to pray without ceasing? Pray without stopping is another way to say it. Pray without stopping. That just seems unrealistic, of course, because we can't pray all of the time, you know. We can't pray while we're trying to listen to somebody else talk. We can't pray while we're at school. We can't pray when we're watching our favorite TV show. We can't pray. uh, We can't pray in a lot of those situations. Like, it feels like our focus is often, like, elsewhere when we're doing things. So how does, what does it mean then to pray all of the time? Praying Praying means, praying continually, praying all the time, means that we keep the mindset that we need to continually, continually, daily seek God out. We need to keep praying. We need to create a habit of prayer, a habit of connecting with God. We cannot stop because God is listening. God is paying attention to us. And so the disconnect really happens when we stop. It's not that God is disconnected from us. Our God has stopped being around us or he's just like, man, this guy doesn't want to talk to me, so I'm just going to leave. You know, we do that with people, though. It's like, I I mean, I have definitely been in situations where I have realized that no one is going to let me get a word in edgewise in a conversation, so I walk away. I walk away. But God doesn't do that. God is there waiting for you to talk to him. God is there waiting for you to connect with him. He wants to. He wants you to be able to know him, to communicate with him. So he asks us to pray. He asks us to to stay connected. He asks us to become more mature in our faith. We talked about babies at the beginning, and there there are babies in the Christian faith too. And babies in the Christian faith, when we're new to the Christian faith, when we're just getting things started, we don't know all of the things that we should be doing or how we should be doing things. But once we've become, once we've come to a certain point in our faith journey in life, we should know the things that we should do. And, And there are, you know, we should read the Bible, we should pray, we should go to church. We should watch our church online right now. That's what we're doing. But it, a lot of us have regressed or gone back or even stayed in the very beginning stages of our faith and have decided to not do anything. 
Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there and every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. He says, so don't be kids anymore. Don't be newborns in the faith. If you do that, you're not going to connect with God. You're not going to do what you need to do. uh, But a lot of us are living that way. A baby is cute when it's a baby. But if there is a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 15-year-old, and they're acting like they're 5 years old, 4 years old, that's not cute anymore. That's not cool. That's not good. You know, nobody wants to be around someone that is constantly acting like a baby. It's not, you know, when you're a baby, of course, you know, babies are cute. And people like, like, like I think babies are cute. I like kids. I'm not planning on having kids anytime soon because I got enough nieces and ne- little, not nieces and nephews, none of my siblings have children. But I have enough little cousins that are like under the age of like six, five years old that I don't need my own kids because, and I, and I love it because all you, all you get to do is you get to experience, you get to play with them, you get to have fun with them. And then the moment there is something wrong, take them back. I don't want to <laughs> take them back. It happened to me the other day. I was watching a couple of my younger cousins and... They got into a fight, and we're like, go to your parents. We can't deal with this. That's it. But nobody likes when when you're acting that way as an adult. And so what we need to do is we need to be a little bit more mature about our faith. We need to keep praying. We need to stay praying. We need to stay connected with God. So what is prayer then? Prayer is a conversation. It's a connection. I'm not going to leave you without nothing here tonight about how to connect with God. I want you to know that prayer is a connection and it's a conversation. Just like you talk to your friends, those that you've kept up with during this time, those that you are close with, that you've decided that they are worth your time. I, I, that sounds mean, but that, that's just what it is. Some of us, we come, become disconnected with friends, become disconnected with people. And we will become disconnected with God if we don't talk to Him. Just like our friends, just like relationships, just like anything, if you don't communicate then that relationship breaks down. So that's what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation. It is a way to build your relationship with God. So how do we pray? How do we pray? First of all, we can find a, a way for us to figure out how to do prayer in Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 13. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13, Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray because they ask them, how do we pray? And so he tells them, this is how you should pray. And he, gives, he goes on this long, he goes on this poetic uh, uh, outline of how we should reach out to God. But the most important, the key, key elements of this were, first of all, give God glory. When you're praying to God, it's about God. It's about you and God and your conversation. A lot of times we make prayer to be about ourselves. We focus mostly on our needs or our wants, our desires. God is a genie. We deposit a prayer. We get an answer back. That's how we feel. That's how we treat God. But the reality is it's not. It's about God. We should focus on God in our prayer. Secondly, he tells us pray for God's will. Then he tells us, then pray for your needs. You put God first. Then you pray for yourself. Pray for what you need. God already knows your needs, but he wants you to tell him. What's going on in my life? What is happening in my life? He wants to listen to the things that are going on in your mind, on your heart. He wants to hear you. He says, pray for forgiveness. When you feel like you have lost out or you've messed up or there is sin in your life, God will forgive you. So pray for it. 
pray that God gives you the strength to forgive other people because I think that one's harder. It's easy for us to say, God, forgive me. But it's harder to say, God, help me forgive them because I don't want to. Because that's just the truth. We don't want to sometimes. But God tells us, pray for forgiveness. Pray for strength for forgiveness. Pray for strength against sin. Pray that God, the enemy won't tempt you beyond what you're able to stand. Pray that the enemy won't overcome you and you will trust with God. And then you end again on giving God glory. Because prayer is about our connection with God. And if we don't remember who we're talking to, God knows who we're talking to. It's not like, you know, a lot of people, and I'm not, not, I'm not going to diss you or anything like that, but the people say Father God a lot in prayers and things like that. You know, that's like all in their prayer. God knows who he is, but sometimes we need to do that to remind us who God is in our lives. And so we need to lift him up. Second thing, start small. Start small. I'm not telling you today that you need to start praying an hour every day, two hours every day, three hours every day. Man, I don't even pray that long. Like, we need to start small. If you feel like prayer is like this overwhelming thing that you don't even know how to get to, you don't even know how to start, start small. Start five minutes every day. You can't do five minutes? Do four. Do three. Start where you can. And add a minute every week. Add a minute as you go forward. As time goes on, the smaller you start, you'll be able to move forward in your relationship with God, get closer to God. And sometimes you'll end up praying for a longer time than you even realize you're praying. Third thing, pick a time. The easiest way to get into the habit of prayer is to make it regular. Make it regular. If you are a morning person, pray in the morning. I am not a morning person. I need coffee. I need breakfast. I need to stretch. Sometimes even I need to exercise before I'm even like fully aware of what is happening in the day. But if you're a morning person, do it in the morning. If you have time in the afternoon, do it in the afternoon. If you prefer to do it right before you go to bed, do that. Do what works best for you. But create the habit by picking a time and sticking to it. That's going to help you develop the habit of prayer and connect with God. Number four, be consistent. Be consistent. Do it every day. Like I said, it, it doesn't have to be long, but do it every day. If you're, you're praying for five minutes, pray five minutes every day. If you're praying for three minutes, pray three minutes every day. Do it every day. Do it at the same time, the same place. Uh, even, even the same place. That is important too. Sometimes you need your own space to be able to connect with God. And you can't be praying in the living room when everybody else is out there and everybody watching TV, cooking, and doing other stuff like that. You can't do that. Do, pick a space, pick a time, but be consistent. And the last thing, don't be hard on yourself. We are not perfect. God is not going to smite you with lightning because you missed your version Bible streaks. God is not going to smite you and, and, and judge you and destroy you just because, man, I forgot to pray today. God is not that hard on you. We are not perfect. And he knows that. He knows. But build a habit. And it takes time to build a habit. Building a habit takes time. Putting effort into it. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes strength. It, it takes mental strength. It takes uh, failure even. There are a lot of times when we're building habits and we mess up. And we think, well, that's it. Ever make a New Year's resolution? It's like, I'm going to be healthy this year. And like the second day of the year, you're already eating unhealthy. And you're like, well, better luck next year. (laughs) 
I think we all said better luck next year in 2020. But <laughs> the thing about it is, he wants us to know that it doesn't matter that we're perfect or not. He wants us not to be hard on ourselves. Just do it. Make the effort. Take a, take a page out of Nike and just do it. Nike, don't, don't copyright strike this. Uh, just do it. Take the time. So today, I have hope. I have given you some strategies, some things that will help you stay connected with God. The most important thing as I close here to, is to remember this. Is that God wants this. He wants to know you. He wants you to know Him. He wants to be connected with you. He wants to stay connected with you every day of your life. God is waiting for you with open arms. No judgment. He is ready to hear what you have to say. He's not, he's not waiting to judge you. He's not waiting to get on to you. He's not waiting for any of that. All He is waiting for you for you to say, God, here I am. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's be connected. So I want to pray with you today. Because that's what we're doing today. We're talking about prayer. And I want to pray with you today. I want to pray that you make a commitment to, to making an effort to pick a time and a place and an amount of time to stay connected with God. And I want to pray that you would be able to follow through on that and that you would be easy on yourself and that you know too that we are here for you when there are things that are struggling and that God is there for you too. So would you close your eyes for a second? And all of our team that is here, we're going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity tonight. I thank you for Power Youth, for everybody that is watching today. Either they're watching with their families, watching on their own, listening to this later, God. I pray that you be with them in this moment. I want you to let them know that even if they feel disconnected, even if they feel like they are far away from you, even if they feel like they don't know where you're at, they haven't felt your presence, they haven't heard your voice, they haven't felt your love, God, in a long, long time. I want them to know that you are there with them in this moment. You're not waiting to judge them, but you are waiting to love them. You're not waiting to, to hurt them or get on to them, but you are waiting to talk to them, God. In this moment, I want you to remind them of that truth. May your presence be there with them in their space right now so that they can know that you are with them. And I pray for all of us that need to make a better habit of connecting with you, God, of staying connected, that we would be able to pick a time and a place and an amount of time that we can just start working on the habit of connecting with you. And we're sorry if we've, we've missed out because we've disconnected ourselves from church or disconnected ourselves from you. We're sorry if we've made it something else that it's not supposed to be. But we want to know you more today. God, I, I just pray that you give them strength to follow through on this, that they can stay connected. And throughout this series, we will learn to how to connect to you more. We will learn how to be faithful to you more. And I pray that they would be able to, to, to continue to be faithful in watching, continue to be faithful in being connected here, God, because we love them and we want them to know that we are there with them, God, Lord. We thank you, God, for what you do and what you will do in the lives of every one of our students here in Power Youth. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.